Hello and welcome to the very first podcast for Lights, Camera and Life. I'm Franklin. And I'm Lady. Well, we're starting off with um, a very interesting film. Um, one of my uh, personal favourites, uh, even though it just came out in 2018, last year, basically. Um, Roma by Alfonso Cuaron. Yeah, so let's head straight into it, shall we? Yeah, um, um, I, 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 if you don't mind me starting. Of course. Um, I, I go into this with a huge amount of bias. Um, I love Alfonso Cuaron's work uh, pre- previous to this. Uh, Gravity, uh, Children of Men are, are some of my favourite films. Um, I think he, you know, amalgamates uh, storytelling. Not, you know deep storytelling but really good basic storytelling with amazing cinematographer a real artist Mm. in my in my eyes so when I saw it on uh, on Netflix because I do watch Netflix a lot and I saw the little Sundance uh, dance icon um, I I definitely wanted to watch it it was a must watch for me nice so I also really like to film I've seen it twice myself um, and I think the second time was a lot more of a revelation for me um, partly because I think I fell asleep slightly during the first version but that's no um, criticism of the film itself it's purely because Netflix in bed is not a good combination. <laughs> um, Tell so <laughs> Let's just run down what actually happens in this film, like a brief synopsis. How would you summarise it? Well, yeah, um, um, uh, we're still trying to find our feet here with how we can amalgamate different parts of of a film and how we can explain it. So bear with us, bear with us if it's all over the place. Um, but you'll 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 notice that we 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 love this. Um, I'd say that I'll start off with the director. Mm-hmm. Um, it centers around him because it's actually um a piece about his childhood. Yeah. Um, all the the characters are 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 meant to be people who played some some role in in his childhood. Yeah. Uh, the central character. Um, um, what's her name? Sorry. Cleo. Cleo is um is is supposedly the the maid servant that looked after him when he was a little kid. I prefer the term domestic worker. Domestic worker. <laughs> apologies. Apologies. Um, who who looks Throw back to nineteen hundreds. <laughs> maid servant. Um. <laughs> Um, she she um she she looked after him. The kid, obviously, the youngest kid's him, and it just goes around. You know, the mum in there is his mum, and it's it's you can tell already. It's it's a very personal film. Mm. Now, um, Quaron for me represents a sort of uh, a trifecta of superhero directors with uh, Gu- Guillermo del Toro. You're gonna have to forgive me with my. Um, Spanish pronunciations. Lady will help me here. I, I'm terrible at them. I can deal with it, than anyone can. I think. <laughs> I can't. I'll tell you that now. Um, and Alejandro Inarritu, who you know is a, they they they're creating really great movies. You know, mm. uh, the 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 former with Shape of Water, Pan's Labyrinth, Inarritu with Birdman, Babel, um, The Revenant. You know, the list is endless with the the sort of movies he's made. And um, well, the reason why I'm saying this is that um, he. These are people not afraid to delve into their childhood and bring it to um, what I call mainstream cinema. And this is what the film uh, is all about. You know, coming back to your question, um, it's just following the childhood experiences of of a boy growing up in 1970s Mexico yeah. um, and just how he perceived it mm. through the eyes of, of, of Cleo, mm-hmm. the domestic worker. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think... For me, watching the film, everything you've said about it being, you know, a, a look at his childhood memories and his childhood, per se, um, I think the, the theme, the word that kind of runs through the whole film for me is nostalgia, really. There's so many 
brilliant touches through the whole film that mm. just just reek of nostalgia in, oh, in yeah. the best way possible mm-hmm. possible um you know we'll we'll go into it a bit more as we go along but there's so many moments for example i know we spoke the other day about how you know even the way it's filmed in black and white just kind of brings this kind of look back type feeling to it mm. um it's got some very classic shots um which i know you'll go into later yeah. and there's there's a few moments that just absolutely feel like you're watching it through a child's eyes and yeah. think back on his memory you know every time we see um the children's dad arrive home um and he does some very specific driving through this very tight yeah, driveway yeah, and yeah. those are the kind of things that you just would always remember from your childhood those those um tiny things that just kind of make make your childhood for you you know um the fact that there was always dog poop on the driveway for me that seeing those things again and again in the film very quickly showed me that this was this was a nostalgic look at someone's life yeah know? yeah and yeah i don't think um there's much to add really in terms of what happens in the film we we watch their life kind of happen and really i think even though it's a look at the family home so it's you know it's a classic mis- middle class family in 1970s mexico we in and amongst what is a fairly standard home we see the the real highs and lows of cleo the main character as she goes through some pretty astronomical life events really and it's kind of seeing the world through her eyes not just the children too and mm. i think that's what makes this film particularly special is you get parallel views of 1970s mexico through all of the people in the household yeah. in particular cleo and um alfonso Cuaron himself who is almost the teller of this story of course um, i'm a big believer that time creates uh, the most beautiful things um apparently it took 12 years to uh, for this movie to come to fruition wow. so we're going to nerd out a bit with some facts um the lady who plays um absolutely amazing actress I, I can call her Yalitza. Um, Yalitza, what's her? What, how do Yalitza Aparicio. Yeah, there we go. She she was a, a, a worker, a teacher in a village in Mexico. Now, I, I did want to find out the exact location of that village, but mm. maybe it's not necessary right now. Um, and it took Cuaron several travels around Mexico to stumble across her. And um, he thought, you'll be perfect for it. Mm. Uh, at first, she thought, <laughs> wait. This could be some trafficking. Someone's stalking me. Someone's trafficking me over to to, to Houston or something like that or or California. But um, did he just come up to her? He just came up to her. Yeah, they'd never met. She'd never acted. She was just a a teacher in a village. So and and one of the things I read was that um, in her village, trafficking is is common. So being asked not, to become yeah. an actress is not. It's not so beyond the realm. It's of not the realm of possibility, <laughs> Some right? Guy just turned up like. Hey, you want to star in my movie? <laughs> <laughs> but um, I I just think that it there's a this is where the film really gets to me. It's the I, I don't know a lot of these people. They're non professional performers. Mm. So I think that the that when you have people who are still learning their craft with acting. However they come across on screen is very similar to how they are in real life. Mm-hmm. And according to Quaron, she was, uh, she, she was really good. Mm-hmm. She picked it up like that. And before uh, two weeks, before you know it, two weeks into the shoot, mm-hmm. she was telling people what to do, where to stand. And I love that. From <laughs> she a... went all Hollywood. <laughs> exactly, yeah. She, she took, the, took the camera off and was like, what are you doing? <laughs> Um, but it, for me, I love that personal growth. Yeah. You know, it's a beautiful story that she's somewhere and now she's, she's, the, she's the headline girl for, for this. It's, There's it's something really about her that just dazzles in this film and she dazzles in the film even though it's a not, it's not a dazzling story. It's, you know, it's a, it's a awful thing that she goes through. Mm. Um, yeah, somehow she, she just manages to 
hold that film together exactly and, and be the star so yeah we not just hold the, the film her her fictional character holds the family together yeah yeah. yeah yeah she's like the she's actually the bedrock mm-hmm. um i i would consider her sort of the shock absorber mm-hmm. in it because there are, as you go on you notice there's a bit of um there, there are there are things happening in the family where mm-hmm. things are falling apart mm-hmm. you know uh, the dad disappears mm-hmm. for research mm-hmm. in, <laughs> in canada well i think that was one of my favorite sort of themes watching the film actually was how um one of the things that seemed to run through the household which for anyone who hasn't seen the film is essentially as i said it's a middle class family mm. you have um a mother a father uh four kids i think from the top of my head yeah. um and also their grandma in the house and then you've got not just cleo as one of the domestic workers but there's another close friend of hers who've come from the same village mm. who kind of keep the house in terms of domestic work together mm. um and in this household what you see is a real a real um picture of how abandonment affects people in different ways and i think that's one of the things that i enjoyed watching the most really mm. Um, you know, very early on, I'd say probably in the first third of the film, yeah. we we start to see, as you were alluding to, we start to see that um, the mother of the house, um, so that's Senora Sofia, mm-hmm. um, is kind of dealing with the fact that her husband is not around very much. Yeah, we see yeah. him once in this very kind of dark, gloomy entrance as he drives into the driveway and then has Just, dinner with the family. I'm so sorry to interrupt yeah. you, but I think... That was the, the, the when I was watching it for the second time, mm. I realized that they intentionally made him quite a, 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 a sort of a character that was just in the shadows, almost like a godfather. Like a godfather, when yeah. he was dry, like parking the car, you didn't really see his face. You yeah. just see like his his shadow yeah. and his hand like maneuver yeah. the gear stick. But isn't that such a childhood memory where you just you think you know those things when you you're up to no good in the house, yeah. like doing any kind of rubbish, and you know your parents are coming back because you just sense them. Yeah, and you're like, yeah. Oh no, go quickly. Like tidy True. up the mess I made, yeah. you know, and that's exactly what it reminded me of. That you don't have to see the person's face to know who they are, know that they're coming. Um, but yeah, I loved that as well. That what uh, alluding to what I was saying at the beginning, um, one of the scenes with the dad, uh, they were on the sofa watching what was. Uh, a, a sort of lost in space epic mm-hmm. that's actually a nod to gravity ah, okay. there's that the scene on the tv if you pan it if you go to like there's an identical scene in gravity okay. that so it's just a little ah. bit of film trivia there it's a little nod and at the beginning where she's sweeping the floor mm. and the water's sort of Switching swaying back yeah. swishing backwards and forwards mm. i personally think that's a nod to the beginning of the revenant with Inaritu. If anyone can remember that, you know, comment if you remember that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I just love how they respect each other's yeah. art and, and they just give nods to, to what they yeah, bros. Yeah. <laughs> Film bros. <laughs> Carry on. That's okay. What were we talking about? We were talking about abandonment. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and we spoke about how, yeah, very early in the beginning, we start to sense that all isn't well between the married couple. The father spends quite prolonged periods away from home. Um, you know, allegedly on research trips, but then you just sense that something isn't right. And I think Senora Sophia herself senses something isn't right very early on. Um, it then kind of starts to seep out in, you know, I remember one particular scene where what starts off as quite a cute thing, she's telling the kids to write a letter to dad to say how mm, much you miss him, yeah. then becomes quite intense where she's like, you must tell him, you know, how much you miss him, that he has to come home. And that's just her kind of struggling to deal with the fact that he's obviously probably not coming back you know um she's kind of talking to 
everyone and anyone that she knows in most scenes about how difficult the situation is for her yeah. and so you know that for me that's just one probably very common portrayal of what it's like to deal with abandonment and probably one of the worst kinds of abandonment you know who would want to be left to look after such a busy household on their own you know we can see that she's having financial difficulties as well and then I think what I really liked as I was saying in the beginning is the the parallels of abandonment so at the same time we see Cleo who in the beginning is dating this um Ramon is it Ramon? Fermin. Fermin. Ramon's her mate yeah. yeah yeah his mate rather um, and they, you see them on this sort of cinema date together, how they hook up afterwards, and then she falls pregnant, um, mm. tries to tell him the news, and very abruptly basically ditches her in the cinema, which just seems awful. That scene where she's sat, sat in the crowd and everything is moving behind her, yet she's just as still and and shell-shocked almost as you can be. Is mm. that, that was the beginning of her abandonment, really. And, mm. you know, the way that things play out for her and the way that she deals with it is is very different, yet they're going through the same thing in some way, shape or form. And I just, I liked that theme and how she, they, uh, how I, he managed to spread it across the different layers. The of different the layers, I, I agree. Now, I'm just going to go off on a tangent here mm-hmm. and sort of go into the structure and technicalities of the film, if that's mm-hmm. all right. Mm-hmm. Um, that scene you were saying where she came out of the cinema mm. and sat there, um, is one of the scenes where you see true, uh, it, it kind of breaks down the film into its nuts and bolts. I, I always, I say that there, for every film, there's a couple of scenes that show you, bang, this is what the director was trying to do. Now, what am I trying to say? Um, the shots are very meditative, if I said that word right. Um, Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I know. It's, it's a very, it's, it's, it's a very, uh, it's the, 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 the cinematography is gorgeous. The movement of the camera is gentle, which is something that's kind of a, a, a style to quarrel mm. on. There's it, no sharp moving of the camera around. Yeah, it's it's yeah. always kind of panning, isn't it? Yeah, but it, that, that, you, can, you can see that in gravity. You can see that a bit more rapidly in Children yeah. of Men. In fact, there's a great scene in Children of Men where if, if you look at New York Times Anatomy of a Scene, they show you how he puts a camera on top of the TV, uh, on top, uh, a camera on top of a car, uh, when they're, they're, they're being chased by these... I don't know, forest riders, mm. and it pans round and it gives you that sort of, immerses you in. Now, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's shot in black and white. You'll notice that from, you know, the, the first uh, second of it. Um, and it's shot on what you would say is a... Um, an, it's a Alexa 65 camera system, which I looked What's into that? that. So basically, it's a 65 millimeter uh, camera, which gives it a different shade of black and white than a normal camera. Now, what that is, is it's a digital camera. Okay. So that's why the black and white isn't, isn't too nostalgic. Now, what I feel that gives it is that even though the, the scenes are trying to depict that this is Mexico in the 1970s, mm. um, the colour of it, the vibrancy of it, the sharpness of the images, albeit in black and white, are still very modern. And don't mm-hmm. look out of place, say, as a film on Netflix. Because, yeah. you know, it, 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 for me, and that's really, that's such a clever uh, uh, thing to do because it always brought, brought, brought it to life for me. Yeah. Um, they also used for the sound production um, what you call an Atmos Dolby system, which is what you call an omnipositional, it's, it's an omnipositional device that allows you to hear sounds from all the angles uh, it, it, on location or mm. on set. Mm. Um, one of the examples of, of, of this uh, is when um, uh, Cleo mm. is saving the kid. 
even though she can't swim. Right at the end. And right yeah. towards the end of yeah. the film. Now, if you listen closely, you can hear the swooshing of everything. Yeah. You can hear as she goes deeper, the water is, is now like, it's almost like it's going into your ears as you're going deeper. You, it's, like you said, you feel very immersed you, in it. Immersive, exactly. So <laughs> it, it's just these little things. And I feel that uh, the way he shoots uh, you know, a scene is the way he looks at things. Mm. As I said, it, it's gorgeous. It's very meditative. It's it's slow. It's almost very loving, but like he's almost longing to be there again. Mm. And it, it, it's the scene where they they go into um uh, to get baby stuff. I was just thinking about that. Scene. You know, and then, yeah. and then you know there was a there's a lot lots of things going out. Yeah. Sorry for spoiling a few things, but it, trust me, it's one of those movies that were not. Um, and it just pans from where they are to looking outside, and that's what you would remember if you were in that position because so. i mean that that day that particular scene was is a is a massive day in mexican history because what we're talking about is the particular scene where um so cleo goes with grandmother of the house yeah um to go and buy herself a a crib so grandma is veronica is sorry is senora teresa played by veronica garcia yeah um so they go shopping to this um crib shop and kind of in the middle of their shop all chaos explodes outside and that was actually um the the just a a scene which was based on the corpus christi massacre so a really yeah. historic moment and that I happened think, in 1971 wasn't it mm-hmm. yeah and i think all of the particular camera skills and sound quality skills that you were describing that um Cuaron's used i think were just actually really brought to life that scene actually which is when I went back and read about what happened that day it was so artistically done and I think all it wouldn't have been so amazingly shot if he hadn't have used the techniques that you were describing actually Mm. and again I just I love how he was able to bring real history back to this nostalgic nostalgic film exactly like he 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 had a and it's brilliant he had a way of amalgamating as I said at the beginning a story with something that was quite important to a real event it was he mapped out the geopolitical landscape of Mexico mm. with just a few shots, the riots, mm-hmm. while there's this uh, story that almost is a microcosm of what's happening in government in terms of the chaos within a family. Mm. If I, I might be stretching with regards to chaos, but it is very it much. Is it is a chaos. She was, you know, she, yeah. you know, she, the, with the, the scene with at the hospital, mm. um, it was very chaotic. It seems so real, mm. which actually goes back to what I was saying. Uh, about it's so basic and grounded due to the use of non-professional performers mm-hmm. apparently the doctors receptionists uh, pediatricians nurses that were in that scene all real wow they that's were amazing. all real yeah they 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 actually would this felt real yeah, so and the that's day yeah, and, it, yeah. It, and that brings around the, the realism and mm-hmm. we're talking about realism in the film um the little idiosyncrasies that you you pick up on mm. um, as a kid, mm. like the dad who's parking his car. Because mm. uh, uh, for me, I, I'm sorry, I don't want to get too personal, but I remember my dad pack, parking a car yeah. um, when he was younger. And he did do that little... And he just did a little backwards, okay? <laughs> Forward. All right. And then like 50 minutes then, later, <laughs> you're like, almost, almost. <laughs> and, then, and then 10 minutes later, he's off again. <laughs> But then it's those little things that you, you remember as a, as a kid and that, that's what makes it so grounded mm. um, as, a, as a film. But yet such the landscape is amazing. It's, mm. it's absolutely amazing. Um, also as well, um, I'm, I'm really impressed with the digital cleanup. 
Tell so, me about digital cleanup. So basically, it's uh, they had to make sure the production set or the set was was uh, replicated Mexico nineteen seventy. Yeah. To 1980. Yeah. Now, there's a scene at the top of the roof where Cleo lies down. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, if you look closely, I didn't spot this until I, you know, I was told. Um, there are other women on the other roofs mm, no, I doing didn't. what she's doing. Yeah. So that's, I think that's really good. Yeah. But in the real shot, there were satellite dishes yeah. and like water tanks, which yeah. weren't, hadn't been invented in the 70s. So, they have to be... so, they, they, so yeah, there's a lot of work that went into the digital cleanup. Uh, of 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 modern artifacts mm, in there, which yeah. I and I think uh, the guy who did that, his name's Eugenio Caballero. Um, I think that's really good work um, because it. I was immersed in it, yeah. and it looked very it much really like felt like seventy. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. I am. Um, were there any other themes that kind of stuck out for you in the film when you watched it? Yeah. Um, Taking a slight step away from the kind of actual filming and technicality of it. I think that it reminded me of films like The Godfather, where it just followed real life. Mm. Um, apart from abandonment, I think uh, memory mm-hmm. is, is um, it, it's, it's, it's a beautiful thing in, in the way it sort of sits and how it changes over time. Mm. Um, one of the themes I really liked is how it, it was almost like I was watching Downton Abbey, which I know people are going to laugh, is one of my favourite shows I of all time. Abbey. How I you can. Drama yeah, yeah, where you can really just depict uh, different stratas of, uh, of society. It's like you can cross section the house. Cross section the house and just watch yeah. what is going And that's why I could see it. I love the, the dynamic between Cleo and her fellow domestic worker. Mm. They were just, they were friends. Mm. I loved Cleo's relationship with, uh, well, I didn't love what happened, but it gave a dynamic to uh, a sort of side to her that she is a woman with needs, mm-hmm. you know, even though she's a cleaner. Mm. I get, I loved how she effectively became the mother of, of the, the kids and how naturally if you spend enough time with kids they start to love you yeah. you know the people try to introduce edgy things into a film like oh maybe they didn't like it. they grew up and then it was always so natural yeah and maybe i haven't listed a single uh, sort of singular themes but what i'm trying to say is the realism for me and how i would remember my childhood and the things that really mattered were really represented in this yeah. film and i think that sometimes movie making is not um, about oh it's one thing revenge or it's one thing this or that it's sometimes it's just life just life and how it how it unfolds yeah. you know and I think it's 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 a nod to women as well yeah 100% it's I, a women centric film women centric yeah it's, it's always a, the best yeah I, I you know apart from the fact when she crashed the car but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know how I felt about that I was like damn she, it she was drunk <laughs> damn it let, let give it. she was drunk uh, but the scene where she comes in and she holds on to Claire is like we women were alone and you know I found that to, to be quite powerful um, just I just love it mm-hmm. I just absolutely love everything about it I know the first time I watched it, as I said, I, I was a bit sleepy when I watched it the first time. And, mm. you know, what Cleo goes through, I'm about to drop a spoiler if you haven't seen it. So, you know, um, she falls pregnant, you know, is abandoned by this um, young stud, Fermin, the martial artist. And then... He's an absolute psycho, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Um, and when he, when it's time for her to give birth, you know, it's, um, it, it re- firstly, it makes me really thankful that the way we give birth in this country has changed a lot because it was just, it's just a horrible reminder of how barbaric it, it was in the past and perhaps in some parts of the world can mm, be, you yeah. know, 
Um, but then, you know, in the worst possible way, unfortunately, her baby was stillborn. And even though that's a, that's an awful thing, and I'm not saying that I wasn't moved by it the first time I watched it, I think it was only the second time I watched the film that it, it just, it seemed to sit in a different context. Obviously, I was watching it knowing that this was going to end with her baby being stillborn, but yeah. there were just so many other things that seemed to pop out at me the second time I watched it that... Yeah made me see that in a different way especially you know at the, the the last or the kind of penultimate scene where she saves um the young girl from drowning yeah. and has that really um profound moment where she says oh you know i, I didn't want her uh, yeah that um, was a really powerful you know, scene again it, it wasn't that it yeah. wasn't powerful the first time but the second time i watched it because i sort of so many other things in the film seemed to pop out at me it, it seemed you got like, emotionally connected on the quicker in the second on the second watch and yeah, that, that it, it, but it was, hit you with a punch but like but it was it was yeah. more than that for me it was it was little things such as you know and I, I think I briefly mentioned this to you the other day that mm. I think the first thing that I found really kind of almost scary like was um knowing that in the end she she has this almost confession time which must be an awful confession time and she's like I didn't want the baby and, mm. and look what happened you know was like almost way back in the beginning. So I think by this point she's told, um, she's told the mum of the house that she is pregnant, maybe kind of worrying that she might lose her job or it would affect her work. Mm. Um, and things seem to be okay with Senora Sophia, the mum of the house. But then, I don't know if you notice this bit, the, mm. the youngest boy kind of comes up and says, oh, what's wrong with Cleo? And I think the mum, Senora Sophia, sort of says, oh, she's just got a tummy ache, you know, it's fine. And then the boy says something that really kind of, like shook me a bit when he said he said he in his you know little song voice says oh pain pain go away i don't want this pain to stay kind of stroking her tummy and i don't know why that just really kind of hit me in a very unusual way whereas the first time i didn't even notice it that's actually yeah almost like i don't want to go as far as to say prophetic but it just felt very strange in that context Mm. and then i think the next thing that i noticed that i was like oh like this all feels really different to me now was um a bit later on, so the scene we've spoken about already when they go crib shopping and in the... Um, am I think I No, am I thinking of the right scene? So I'm just having a moment. Is that the same scene where there's a mini earthquake? Um, or was it just the disruption of the Corpus Christi massacre? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, was there, there, there a mini earthquake Yeah, there is a mini... Yeah, yeah. I, 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 just had a moment point. there where... Yeah. But I think the the damage of the building well no that was that was when she was looking at the kids yes you're right so it's it's not the crib scene it's okay my brain is engaging now it's when they go to the hospital for the first for the first um, yeah exactly and then there's a mini earthquake or probably not mini it's probably actually quite strong earthquake that rocks the building and again really horribly part of the building fell down and dropped into an incubator and probably killed this small child and 8.7 on the Richter scale apparently really no (laughs) how the fuck would I know (laughs) and it just there was this way that she was looking at that scene in that moment that Mm. just hit me completely differently now that I knew how things ended and how she felt at the end and Mm. I was like I don't know, I kind of felt panicked, like, oh, I don't know what to think about yeah, this as yeah. well. And, you know, it brought up really uncomfortable feelings. And I think on that same note, the last thing that happened that, again, really made me feel quite different about the film and some of the things it was trying to say is this um, <laughs> quite dramatic scene when she goes to try and find the father of her baby. Mm. Um, and he's practising martial arts in this massive field. Mm. And 
the Professor Zovac, the leader, yeah. um, kind of um, strangely enigmatic, charismatic guy is um, giving a speech before his act. And he says something which is quite profound when you when you delve into it. He talks about how, you know, the only miracle that resides, the only miracle resides within your own will, will yeah. and that the mind is the motor for the physical and then that alone, okay, oh, that's, that's quite profound, that's nice. He goes on to do his act and then the only person in Who the massive crowd was clear. Was her. Yeah, yeah. It, just, it just made me start to wonder about, you know, willpower and, you know, the fact that she didn't want the baby and then, you know... Did awfully, she? But, yeah, that's... that's it's, an un, it's an uncomfortable thing to feel, but I, I just I wonder, and I don't know if I'll ever be able to answer myself anyway, what things he was trying to get across and whether yeah, I'm just looking into it too deeply or no, whether there's... That's what we're here for. It, you know? well, yeah, that's but a really good I'll be interested theory. to hear other people's comments on it, you know? Yeah. You know, I don't want to simplify it as, oh, because she didn't want the baby, that's why it's still wrong. So that's, that's too simplistic and it's... Yeah. I don't think that's really what is trying to be put across, but it was... It's interesting how when you watch a film a second time, things hit you in a certain way. Um, so in summary, what would, you, what would you say you took away from this and what are your thoughts on, on Roma? It's different. Mm-hmm. It's and I think that's a good thing. You know, we're we're living in the time of Marvel, mm-hmm. and I think it's nice to have something different mm-hmm. in the cinemas. Um, it's emotional as mm-hmm. well, and it's really you know I think in thirty years time, if Alfonso Cuarón isn't making films anymore, this will be one of the ones, ones that sits at yeah. the top of the list because it's it's um simplistically beautiful, isn't it? That's that's. Uh, I'll just summarize from there. Um, it's beautiful for me. Um, as I said, I come into this with a lot of bias because I love introspective movies. Um, I love to look back on my childhood as well. Um, I technically it's amazing, and the fact that he he not only directed it, he controlled the the cinematography and uh, for it as well because he normally works with Emmanuel Lubetsky, big but because it was a hundred and ten day shoot. Um, he couldn't actually sign him up for that. But Lubetsky did do some work on it. But coming back to what I was saying, I, I'm i a big believer that the your mind and more specifically your memory um, holds things that are only that only you can describe, uh, that, that, that are very special to you. Um, I, I feel that uh, it's, it's your museum. And every now and again... Uh, you know, despite the fact that maybe your memories of childhood are traumatic and not very pleasant, for some people really beautiful, mm. or just, you know, just complex. Um, going back and just walking through your museum, you know, touching this relic, which might be a sound that you heard when you were a kid, touching this other relic, which might be a smell of, of your mum's cooking, remembering the beach, doing this, it's, it's, it's your collection of memories. And what's the, mo- the most beautiful thing about it is... It's yours. No one can ever take it from you. This is all your collection. It defines you um, to an extent. And it's just a beautiful thing that that you can have. And this film depicts that so well, that your memories are your memories and you can tell a wonderful story to people who want to listen. And that touched me so much. Um, it's a great film. I, I honestly, it's definitely going to be on my top ten for two thousand nineteen because it came out really late up, you know, before mm-hmm. I made up my mind about two thousand eighteen. But lovely, lovely film. I'm, I'm a big fan. Absolutely. So, if you haven't seen Roma, um, we hope that we've maybe encouraged you to to give it a try and tell us what you think. That's probably the most important thing. You know, mm-hmm. we're really excited for you guys to 
hear our thoughts you know and also tell us what you think and maybe help us think about these films in a different way because that's what it's all about exactly i think our favorite thing is is that once you've seen a film and the credits run is saying okay (laughs) let's (laughs) let's delve in (laughs) so so we really hope that you're keen to do that with us and we're really looking forward to you guys joining us for the next one so watch this space and take care excellent bye good night i accidentally deleted